0: Greetings, and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat We're now in Masachat Brachot, Dafyod, Gemol at the bottom. About to analyze the second Mishnah, which was included with the first Mishnah at the beginning of the Parak. Ba Prakim Now, Meshiv Machmat Mai, in Rab Meir's presentation, he said that you can initiate a greeting to somebody at the Prakim and respond. And uh, the question is, responding due to what? Ilem Nei Kabod, if you're responding due to honor... So, if you're allowed to initiate a greeting to somebody you're supposed to honor, then uh, certainly you should uh, be able to respond. That must be that you're initiating due to honor and responding to anybody. So, what about the second line of a mayor? In the middle of a chapter, you're allowed to inquire due to fear, that you're afraid of the guy. And you can respond. So again, Meshiv Machmut are you responding? you're responding due to fear, so again the same question. baya. if you're allowed to inquire due to fear, certainly you could respond. must be Kabod. But if that's the case, the Rame Rabbi are saying the same thing. The answer is that there's something missing in our Mishnah, and this is as, as, as follows. At the junctures you could initiate a request due to Kavod, like a greeting due to Kavod, and certainly you could answer. And in during the middle of the chapters, you could initiate an inquiry, a greeting due to fear, and certainly you could respond. If you're a mayor, you know I'm saying And that's exactly how we learned the Mishnah. If you're saying Shema, and your Rebbe, or another person who's greater than you, encounters you, at the junctures, you could initiate an inquiry, and certainly you could respond. And in the middle, if it's somebody you're afraid of, you could initiate, and certainly you respond. Basically, what this added was that we see that our rereading of Rabbeir is accurate. So there was a Tana in Rabbeir's Beit Nidrash. His brother asked a question, or else it was the guy's name could have been that Achia is the fellow's name. Uh, that's how Rashi reads it. In any case, he asked for sikh. We just learned the rules for Shema. What about when you're reading Halal or you're reading Megillat Esther? What about making an interruption? So Amri and reading Chomer, shall we say Kriyat Shema After all, Kriyat is a mitzvah from the Torah. And nonetheless, Poseik, you do have these interruptions as per these divisions. Rabbanan so Halal, which is the Rabbanan, and Megillat Esther certainly, you, it should be obvious. If maybe Hal and McGill have an extra component of hanes which we don't want to interrupt, he said, "No, you do interrupt. That's fine." So Rava puts a little bit of a twist on it. Those days where we read a proper Hal you could interrupt between chapters, but you can't interrupt in the middle of a chapter. But on days in which we are saying Hallel as a custom and we're skipping some paragraphs, I feel on some you could even do it in the middle. And of course, remember according to Chachmosfard you wouldn't even sing a bracha on that. He came to Ravina. It was Rosh Chodesh, and he was saying Hallel. He didn't interrupt to greet him. The answer is, Rav, Shrad, Shira, Ravina. The, the reason is because Ravina did not ha- hold this rabbi to be in such uh, high esteem that uh, he felt that it was important to greet him, even with this relatively minor interruption. So, minei, ashiyan, Tana devei, rabi, ami, rabi, ami So now we have another question asked by a Tana, and this is unusual because Tanaim didn't generally get involved in the discussion, they were memorizers. But this Tana, in, in whose name was Ashiyan, who was, uh, which supports Rashi's contention that Ahi was a name, uh, who was a, a, tana in Rabbi Ami's in Tveria, and he asked Rabbi Ammi, has If you're in, you're in the middle of a fast, and this is where Rashi points out a, a private fast, uh, not one of the regular, uh, public ones, achilush, uh, can you ha- can you taste food preparing for later? Did you accept upon yourself eating and drinking? It's not called eating or drinking. Maybe you accepted a prohibition of any benefit from food. Tasting is also a benefit. You could taste it. And the same phrasing, it's okay. We have a right to support. If a woman is tasting food in order to see whether it needs salt or spices, she doesn't have to say bracha on the food. If somebody's involved in a private tanit, like a tanit halom, or tanit accepted upon themselves for some personal reason, they can taste, and it's okay. So we have the best kind of proof. Rabi Amin, Rabbi Asi, who would take private fasts on themselves, would taste up until a Ravit of food, and that was fine. Now, palel. This is a statement that's independent of our Mishnah, but we'll see how it is at odds with it. If somebody greets another with shalom before he davins before he says Tfila, Kiluasa Obama, it's like you made that person into a uh podium for offering Korbarot. Shenemar <laughs> shavu. Shahu says stay away from people who are breathing because he's not important. Don't read Bama Bama. You're making him into a Bama. <laughs> Don't read Bama like a Bama, but rather Bamera, being, why have you given him and not God the importance of greeting first? In any case, it's wrong. So, in our para, in our Mishnah, we have the proper behavior, which is to initiate a greeting, even and that's before tefillah. That's talking about a case where you're on your way in the morning and you happen to greet him, and it's not nice not to say hello le pitcho is what uh, Rob's talking about, where you go out of your way and you go uh, go to try to find him and greet them. That's wrong. That makes him like a bama. Amar Avin, Amar Adam is You're not allowed to go do and work or deal with any of your work before you daven. Davening, of course, means here. tzedek fi p'amad. Righteousness walks before him, and then God sets up his steps properly. So now here's the consequence of doing it right. Calling, if you dive in first and then go out to do what you need to do, God will take care of your business. God will then set up your steps properly. Here now are relatively associated pieces. Anybody who sleeps seven days and doesn't have a dream, it's called evil. This is Pasukas talking about the very opposite. Somebody will sleep a good sleep and won't hear anything bad, but the reason that we're reading is, I'll take don't read satisfied, Ella Sheva, meaning Sheva Yalin, bali Yipaked, Ra. If you sleep seven days and you don't get a dream, that's Ra. Rab Acha bar Rabbechiah bar Abba, Rabbechiah bar Be'echanan, while Aspiat's with the Torah it's the opposite. Sava'ay Yalim, meaning if you fill yourself up with the Torah and then go to sleep, in Rosh Hashanah throughout, you don't get bad news, meaning you don't have a bad dream. Shemar v'Sava'ay Yalim, b'ayi Pakedra. He reads the pasuk straight up, and Sava'ay Yalim means he sleeps, Sava' satisfied, satisfied, filled with the Torah. Back in the Mishnah, we said Alein Benaporkimun. We listed what the junctures are. But Rabbi Yehuda disagreed and said, "You cannot break between Emet and, and, and Hashem Elokeichem and Emet." Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, halachah Rabbi Yehuda. That's the halachah. Rav, Rabbi Yochanan, my Talmud Rabbi Yehuda. And what's his reason? Tichtiv Adonai Elohim Emet. The pasuk in ties Elohim Hashem Elokechem and Emet together, so we should join them together and not break. So now you are going to say Hashem Elokechem Emet, and now do you say Emet v'yatsiv as part of the next bracha? You should. You shouldn't. Because you're not, you shouldn't repeat the word. There was a fellow who was leading the tvila in front of Rabba. He heard him say, so Emet called said the high boy, he's really caught up in truth. He was making fun of him, saying that he should not have done that. Yosef this is such a beautiful Shmua that I heard. Shmua bar Yehuda Amar. In Eretz they say the following. Arvit, in the evening, what do they say? In other words, they open up with the third paragraph. They don't say the rest because it's that's during the day and not at night. And then they say the last line, problem, of course, is they skip, they mention Vitziat Mitzrayim. So they're setting up the Bracha Emet by saying the Ania Shemelokechem uh, but they uh, but they left out the see, Mitzrayim so now let's see how this plays out what's so good about that he said you shouldn't start the third paragraph, he said, you the third paragraph. But if you're going to start it, say the whole thing maybe is not called a it's still before the introduction Rashol Yitzchak Marav, bnei Yisrael, is really not part of the paragraph. It's, this is what you should say to them. V'martaleihem is the beginning of the command. That is already a hatchalad. So, Papik Sav Marav, V'martaleihem naminu Avet tzitzit. In Eretz Yisrael, they think V'martaleihem is still pre-introduction. V'mavasulam tzitzit. That's the beginning of the text. So, Abaye, Abaye says, Okay, Hilkach, Ana atchulim We do what they do in Eretz Yisrael. We have to follow their custom, and we start the kamatz Marava. And once we start, we say the whole thing. We believe our is a Hatchala, And therefore, we have to say the whole thing. And indeed, we say the whole thing. And that is, of course, our practice. He says that if you don't say that paragraph at all, then you don't have to say Amet, because Amet is the end of that paragraph, as it were, like an add-on. Ah, Kriyat Adkuriyot Sipnetzvim. But how are you going to mention Sipnetzvim? Which is why that whole third paragraph is there. Darmahachi, you separately say Modinach Lach Hashem Nisim Which is another formulation for what we have in that bracha with the mention of Kriyat Yamsuf and Mihamocha, etc. Korcha. Parshat So the next part of the Mishnah, Shemun Korcha, presented why Shema is read in the order it is, which is out of the sequence of the Torah. So, so Tanah, Rishiman a different take. He says, you know, Shema should come first. Because Shema is luda Berbam, to study. And, and Vayam is sorry, Shema is Vidibarta Bam, study. And Ram Shamoa is luda Berbam, which is teaching. You have to study before you teach. Vayam so Vayam is before It's a really long is about teaching. Vayomer is about doing. You have to study and then teach and then do. What Shema only has to study, not to teach and to do. You have to teach your kids. It's all in the first paragraph. Does not have any practice in it? It talks about this is a reformulation. B'dinu she'ektitam sh'mal v'yam sh'mo'ah. Sh'ma should come first. Ze'el l'mod u'lo l'med has all three. V'yam sh'mo'ah v'yomer she'zei yesh pa'lo l'med v'la'asot. V'yam has teaching and doing. V'yomer ain't ba'a l'asot only has action. So it's third. V'yomer only has action. Well, I didn't you use V'yishu v'en Korcha's thing, which is about the development of your relationship with God. First you accept Machut Sh'mayim, and then you accept mitzvot the answer is, Chada Vod Kamar. Rabbi Mari Chai said, That's good, and I've got another one. Right? Chada Kerech Golom Kuchumam Chaka 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 Momitzvod, Right? Now, Rav's practice was, V'kar Devakar Shema. He would wash his hands in the morning, say Shma, Va'anach Tfilin, and then put on Tfilin, Vetzali, and then Davin. How did he do things in that order? This is a bright that really belongs to the third parak. If you're digging a catacomb out for a mate, or mate who's actually there, waits to be buried. So essentially, like the first mission in the third parak, you're exempt from all the mitzvot because you're involved you're in kvratamait. HaMet. time for kriyachma came. You get out of the cave and you wash your hands, put on tefillin, say Shema and Davin. So, first of all, Hagufa There's an inherent contradiction. Reish Shema, patur. First, you said the guy's patur, sefer chayav. Then you said he's Chayab. So, how Kasha, kasha? Sefer betray, reish abachad. The sefer is talking about if there's two guys, so they could swap off. One guy Davins, the other guy digs, and then flip off. For reish the reish which says patur is when you're doing it alone. Mikomakom kasha but still it's a kasha the rab because rab put on tefillin after Shema. The answer is rab could be shown korcha sferalei. We, his first shot is that Rav is following Rashi and Korcha's schematic sequence. From Mitzvot. First, you have to accept God as your King, then the Mitzvot. So, therefore, you first say Shema, and then put on Tefillin. So, Am Rashi and Korcha only meant what order to read in. He didn't say that you read then then fulfill the Mitzvah in that order. Plus, he doesn't even hold that way. Many times I was in front of Rav. He would wash his hands. He would say, he would teach us. Then he would put on tefillin, then sishma. So tefillin is first. But if you want to say that maybe in that last case, it was because man not come yet, so put on tefillin first. So what's his testimony about? What what new information is he giving us? So maybe he was there to teach us that. Remember on Daf if we had the four-way machloket about what things, what sort of study demands bracha torah. So maybe he was trying to in, to inform us that Rav would say the bracha even when he was teaching Sifre Rav, like Mishnah, or or the Mishnah. But still, we have a problem. So we understand that. Uh, that Rav the the new information here may have been about Pichat HaTorah, but we still have a problem because in the testimony that we have at the Binyan's paragraph, Rav is described as putting on tefillin after Shema, and here, before So the answer is Shlucho David. Uh, simply the case that we had at the beginning was one time it happened where the he sent somebody to his house to get tefillin, and the guy came late, so Rav said, i got to say Kriyat Shema so really the proper way to do it is of course to say, uh, to put on tefillin first Amarula and the substantiates it. Call a Kriat Shmuel without If you say Kriat Shmuel without Tefillin, basically saying put on Tefillin but you don't have them on, It's like you're testifying against yourself. It's like bringing a Korban Ola without its attendant uh, grain offering or a Shlamim without its Nesachim, meaning it's an incomplete act. If somebody wants to have a full omachut should go to the bathroom, wash his hands, in that order. Now, Rabbi Yochanan says it not only as the ideal, but the consequence. According to tell that when does things in that order. they did going to the bathroom first to clean out your system. It's as if you built a mizbeach and brought a korban. This is, of course, a couple hundred years after the korban. We're trying to find ways in which we can be considered as if we're offering korbanot. Pasukatilim says, I will wash my hands with cleanliness and I will surround your Mizbeach. So, washing your hands with cleanliness and coming and davening Tashem, it's like the Mizbeach that you offer on. Don't you think it's as if you actually went into the Mikvah? says, I will wash, not I will wash my hands, but I will wash myself. So we have... Uh, a from the Beitin in in, in, uh, in Erich Israel who came and said, let's say you want to wash your hands for tefillah and you don't have any water, You could wash the, you could dry them off or like rub them off with dirt or with a rock or with a stick. Anything you can get dirt off of. So kamar, he said good, why the pasuk that we're dealing with doesn't say I'll wash with water, but I'll wash with cleanliness, meaning anything that cleans." He used to curse anybody who would waste time when it was time to davening looking for water and not ready to daven until he found water. He should be davening. That's only for kriyat mahade, But if it's for Tfilah itself then you do have to find water you have to wash. adkama. So how far should you go? Meaning if you're walking and you have no water how much further should you go until you say I've gone too far and I have to daven? Ad parsa. Parsa we'll call it about an hour's walk. That's only if it's in the direction you're going anyways. To turn backwards or go out of your way, I feel the meal in a You don't have to go, go back even a meal, which is a quarter of a parzah. What can you infer from that? You don't have to go back a meal, but anything less than a meal, you should go back uh, if you know that there's water behind you. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, which is Mishnah and Gimel in the parak. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.